Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. We are back with you again this morning for another episode of our morning shoot-around series. As per usual, that means I am joined by my right-hand man, the best backcourt in the league. Uh, it is me and the director of PSB Charlotte, Chris Goodrum. Welcome back. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here, man. I love the energy you bring. I can always hear it in your voice every time. Oh, I we got appreciate a, We got that. a good topic yeah. coming at you guys today. Um, very informative one. Uh, a little less on the entertainment side here. Really trying to give some insight to younger players. So, Chris, I was just kind of thinking, I'm always hearing kids say, oh, man, I had a bad game this weekend. Or, oh, man, I played great this weekend. And and I would love to take just you know 10 minutes here to, to pick your brain and kind of give our thoughts on how, how can a young player – define a good and bad game because I think a lot of times when a kid's saying I played great this weekend it's because they had 18 points yeah you know they may have had seven turnovers and didn't play a lick of defense but they had 22 you know they Yo, I got mine exactly exactly so what are your kind of thoughts man as we're looking to, uh, to help better define this because I think on the flip side of it some kids say they had a bad game when they only scored four points but maybe they played great defense they got a huge stop when it was necessary. They listened to their coach. They cut to open up a guy to hit a three. They didn't realize that because they're not thinking about the X's and O's, but their right. cuts or their picks were, were hugely important. So so where are your thoughts on how a young player should define this? Yeah, my, my thoughts are on how a young player should define whether or not they had a good or bad game is now pointing the finger at the coach or the parent mm -hmm. and, and asking, what are what is your follow up question, right? Yeah. Like, so how how do you think the game went? Oh, it went great. You know, I had eighteen points, uh, or hey, it, it was bad. We lost, or you know, and 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 then we just allow that to be the yeah. answer, right? Yeah. And we don't dig a little deeper to force our players to really start thinking the game, mm -hmm. building that IQ during the game and then after the game, right? Like it's cool because if you ask LeBron about things that happen in a game during a post game interview. He's recalling everything that happened. You know, impressive. we switched on this action. There was a down screen, and then that went into a stagger, mm -hmm. and then that you know, and you're just like, how do you remember that, mm -hmm. right? And so, how do we get our guys to think through the game like that after the mm -hmm. fact? And so, I, I would I would ask kids, hey, did you compete? If so, tell me how. Yep. Or did you give up? Yep. And if so, in what ways did you give up? Mm -hmm. um, what was your body language during the game? What was your body language when you were competing? What was your body language when you thought you were given up or you were less engaged in the game? How yep. did you communicate? Was it yep. in a positive, motivating manner? Um, was it in a negative manner? Did you, you know? Were you engaged when you were on the bench? Uh, what did you learn? What specifically about all the things that you just answered in those questions? Well, what did you learn from that? How can then you apply that when you go to practice or when you go home to get shots up or when you do your dribble work? Uh, how can you apply that to the next game? You know, so I, you know, I, I would ask those and then, you know, great. You scored 18 points and, and, and seven rebounds. You also had 12 turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know, like, so, yeah, let's focus on the stat sheet to an extent. But what are some of the intangibles that you bring or brought to a game and to your team that don't necessarily make it? Yeah, so that, that that's a great segue into what I was going to take from what I'm, as I'm listening to you. And we didn't talk about this one much prior, so I'm, I'm very open-mindedly hearing your thoughts now. You don't you don't mention any stats in, in the way you define it. Um, but I think you make a great point. Like, let's look at the stat sheet a little bit. Come on, if you have 35, you had a, you probably had a pretty darn good game. You know, yeah. I think the points – sometimes I think people get caught up in saying, like, oh, points don't matter. 
the goal of the game is to score and win. The points certainly matter, and if you shoot a high percentage and you score 25, you probably had a pretty good game. But what we're talking about is the ball's not always going to go in. You're right. going to have games where you score a low amount of points. Every player in the history of basketball has done it. LeBron has had – well. Not too many, but he's had a couple games where he's had 11 points or something like that. Like, it's mm -hmm. not always about putting the ball in the hole. Um, and I think LeBron does a great job of he's not always talking about, well, I missed this layup. Or, no, he's talking about, well, we switched this incorrectly. Or right. he's viewing the other things that don't directly reflect on the stat sheet, but he knows that because of that missed switch, now they got a lob. That may have led to an eight-point swing because they got momentum. He's more looking at those little small things. So, yeah, how – I'm going to ask you and put you on the spot here. How can we start to get players to think on that level? Is it just making, is it questioning them? Is it forcing them to think deeper? But how can we start to get players to think the way we're trying to get them to yeah. think and not solely be focused on, I was four for 12, yeah. period. I, I think um, we've had a podcast about um, uh, things coaches need to work on. Yeah. You know, and, and a part of that is not to expect perfection. Mm -hmm. uh, and then another part of that is, is, is to ask these questions, but also let the kids figure it out. You mm -hmm. know, so, so many times we, we talk to parents about, hey, well, why isn't the coach calling the timeout? Or why isn't the coach, you know, intervening and, 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 and stopping? Well, at some point, kids have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a reason why college coaches don't use all their timeouts for the most part, right? Yep. They, they've got to figure them out, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know, yeah, you, can, you can't take the timeouts with you, but at the same time, kids have to figure this stuff out. And so coaches, we have to be okay letting kids figure this stuff out. And if it works or doesn't work or whatever the case may be, we have to be okay asking these questions over and over and over again. And at some point, kids will start to learn how to answer them, but we can't expect them to know how to answer them the perfect way every time or the first time. It, it's got to be repetitively asking these questions, repetitively talking about the game of basketball during practice so they understand what you're looking at and what you're expecting. And then also being okay with awkward silence, right? So many times we ask a kid a question and they don't answer it immediately and it's boom, another question on top of that, boom, another question on top of that. And now they're so overwhelmed because they ain't even had time to process the first question you asked. And so as, as facilitators of the game and of building a basketball mindset, we have to be okay if we ask a question. Not only do we have to be okay not calling a timeout so they can figure it out on the court, being okay with awkward silence so they can figure it out in their head mm. to then be able to answer it. Man, that was um, that was great, great explanation. I think as I'm listening to you, you're really harping on the why. And I know you personally. I know you're a big why guy, um, and I know why guy like that. <laughs> you're a why guy. But um, I, I know we talk about it a lot on here, and I don't want to keep re-harping on the same things. I want, hopefully, if we have any young listeners out there or for any parents who are, are taking advice from us and trying to guide their kids, um, there's not a clear answer to all of this, but I think why – is such a huge helper asking why why did you have a bad game why did you mess up that read and then like you said just leave it there don't ask anymore allow them to be like well why did i and i think a lot of times the kid's going to be quick to go i don't know why don't don't answer the question for them be like okay well think about it let yeah. me know like i need an answer from you i'll talk to you later tonight let's figure it out i like where you're coming from of this idea of don't 
jump in to give them the answer just because you asked the question and they didn't answer it right away. And I think for coaches out there, that's big as well. Like don't get on a kid, immediately tell him everything he's doing wrong and not give him a chance to kind of figure out what's going on. Maybe take him out of the game, ask him some kind of open-ended question along those lines. Like, hey man, why do you think you were messing up those defensive assignments? Give him some time to think on it so that he can have that opportunity to learn. I think that's the perspective you're coming from and I think it would be so helpful for young kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I would add to that that for coaches, parents, um, players, what are we focusing on? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what, what, are we focusing more on the outcome mm-hmm. and not the input mm-hmm. to the yeah. outcome? Because if there we're focusing is. on the outcome, we're never going to pay attention to how we got to that outcome. And you know, so there, there's a really good quote by by a trainer that goes something to the effect of uh, success uh, or growth is is a habit. It's not an outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so and so as coaches, as players, are we focused on the score after after the fourth quarter? Are we focused on just my points? Hey, I, I got mine. What are you other nine doing? Yep. Help me. Yep. Right. Are we focused on everything that's being thrown at us on social media that tells us the the things we shouldn't be focused on? Like, hey, I just broke this kid's ankle. Now I'm going to laugh at him and shoot a three. Yeah. Right. Boom. I just dumped on a guy. Now I got another body and I'm going to flex up and bow up even though we lost the game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, the water, like, are we focusing on the, the, the things that don't matter in the grand scheme of basketball or are we focusing on what are, what are we doing in the trenches to get us to the point where we can truly sit back and say, you know what? I'm proud of what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't win. Yeah, it was a close game. Yeah, we got beat by 10, 15. Yeah, we won by 10 or 15. But here are the things that I can point to that say, hey, this is what helped me yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah, as I'm listening to you, and we'll kind of close it out here. I think for anyone listening, if you are a young player, if you're a parent trying to help your child, if you're a coach trying to learn how to get your to your kids and get them to understand this, Try to take your next couple of approaches to them and don't make it an outcome-based analysis. So as you're, as you're driving home with your kid this upcoming Sunday after their game, don't talk about the points they scored. Don't even talk about those outcome statistics. Try to, try to pose it, propose it from an income uh, analysis. Mm-hmm. Like what did you put in to get that outcome? What did you do throughout the course of that game that led to that outcome? Um, and I think, yeah, just trying to force kids. I think you have to force them to think it because they prob- they're not, not every kid is going to on their own. You're going to have to put some kids in those uncomfortable questions um, and force them to think that way because if we don't do that to them they may never may never have that opportunity to if a coach just keeps answering those questions for them so i like that chris i like that you're a why guy um i think it's what makes you great yeah that's that's gonna stick with you for a while so uh to all of our listeners out there thank you for joining us um we're trying to bring you guys content as often as we can and and we're trying to help you guys lead uh your children or coaches your players or players yourself in the right direction so stay tuned with us we've got more content coming your way another morning shoot around here with chris goodrum let's go loved it man way to get some shots up we will be back with you guys soon catch you